Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Joining us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works as a hospitalist with the Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. What a lovely day. It is beautiful, isn't it? So happy to be in these gorgeous summer days now. This is wonderful to get out. I was sharing I get to go watch baseball games today. So thanks for that great weather report, Bob, that I'll get to be out there and enjoy (laughs) that. So that's wonderful. Dr. Cruz, last month you were on the show and you shared how you were getting ready to practice practice what you preach yes and get your first colonoscopy I did so you reminded all of us about the importance of the procedure Mm -hmm. and that not only do they screen for colon cancer but also help remove polyps which may be early signs of colon cancer uh so I understand you're comfortable with doing a few follow-up questions right for it (laughs) okay we appreciate it because it's less scary when we can talk about it and hear what people's experiences are I know Mm -hmm. some of us find these things to be intimidating so thank you for being willing to talk about it so tell us about the prep work and how was that for you Yes. So the prep work is really the hardest and worst part of getting the colonoscopy. Okay. The colonoscopy itself, beautiful. Slept through the whole thing. Have okay. no recollection of any of it. Felt fine afterwards. Recovery, Great. no issue. Okay. Prep is the hard work. Um, sure. Lots of instructions. So you, you're left, even though I have done this with people, I still read through the instructions meticulously because there are so many different preps. Sure. Prep that Dr. Mariquin uses is a little different than the one I used when I was doing colonoscopies. Um, so I wanted to make sure I followed it to the T because I know how important a good prep is for having a good colonoscopy. If we have a really bad one, there have been times where I've had to cancel because I literally can't see what I need to see. And so you end up aborting halfway through and Mm -hmm. I do not want to go through that twice. Right. So I follow the directions very meticulously. Um, This one was using some Docalax tablets and some Miralax, lots of different fluids. And it was kind of fun to go on a little shopping trip to Hy-Vee. And I'm like, oh, what clear liquids can I get? Right. You know, gave me a permission to buy all of the I, I didn't end up using half of them. Sure. But. So you're stocked up with some liquids but, for the But summer. I'm stocked up with tons of liquids, clear yes. liquids for this summer. Yes. Um so that was like I said the, the biggest part, you know. Did um, you have to change your diet at all before the prep work or did you? Uh yes, uh, okay. so you kind of cut back on the high fiber. So basically you eat like a teenager yes. <laughs> for a couple of days okay. uh before that. So, you know, no high fiber foods, nothing that's, you know, too roughage things that are going to get sure. kind of clogged up in the bowels mm-hmm. so no whole grains none of the good healthy stuff so you kind right. of uh, don't eat great okay but because you, mm-hmm. you want that stuff to flush through your bowels right um and then yes that clear liquids i have never been more hungry for regular food <laughs> in my entire life and i'm like oh my gosh i make people be on clear liquids for days in the hospital now i felt so bad now <laughs> right right um so, yes, my family were very sweet. They all decided to eat outside on the the patio. And, and oh. while I'm sitting in the living room with my bowl of chicken broth. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, that was, nice. that was the biggest that part. That was very thoughtful. It was very thoughtful of them. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, and I just started making a list of all the foods I wanted to eat once I was done. Sure. <laughs> so it really made me appreciate food. Um, after that, with the prep, you know, you are going to the bathroom so frequently. So any of those wipes, mm -hmm. uh, rather, because toilet paper gets rough after you've been to the bathroom 500 oh, times. that's a good tip. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely uh, recommend using that, something that's a little bit softer and moistened mm -hmm. uh, when you're going to the bathroom. So that helps. Mm -hmm. Although those flushable wipes, despite what they say, are not all that flushable. So I would recommend uh, just discarding them like you would baby wipes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but yeah, that was the prep was the worst part. The next day was super easy. Checked in, got the IV started, talked with my colleagues. Yes, yes. <laughs> in a different role. Yes, as a patient rather than a uh, colleague, and uh, had the procedure. You know, went back to the operating room. Next thing I know, I'm back in the recovery room talking to my husband, and he's making fun of me in my post anesthesia <laughs> state. That's good. Yeah, I got to have some fun with that. <laughs> oh, <too>. yes. <laughs> yes, yes. How did you feel? You know, afterwards? I went to a choir concert that night. Okay. So I was fine. Like a stomach ache or anything, really? Um, or is it you not just kind of. Really? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, great. Uh, maybe a, a little cramp. I don't yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't I bad. mean, I've, I've had worse stomach aches from workouts. Yeah. So, right. All right. Yeah. So, all in all, not. It's, it is something. It was, but it, was, it was something. Yes. You know, I, I won't volunteer to do it, mm -hmm. but I didn't have any polyps, so I'm good for 10 years. Okay. 10 years from now, I will have forgotten <laughs> about the prep. Sure. And I'll do it again. Sure. And there are different options for prep, options, too, right? Yes. So if you know you have trouble yep. with one, one if you've you had a bad experience, else. maybe you can try something else the exactly. next time. Exactly. There are lots of different ways to get the colon clean. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now you have this off your to-do list. Off my to-do list. You don't have to have that in the back of your mind anymore. Yep, and we have screened. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, it is it is a colonoscopy um, for many of us is a bit intimidating. Perhaps we're nervous or scared about it. So we really appreciate you being such an open book and yeah. sharing about it. And hopefully that will encourage others of us to go ahead and do that because we know how important that is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one of those things if you put off and put off, you might have some real problems later so right. definitely worth it to go mm -hmm. to go do that thanks dr cruz yeah. well it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. Dr. Cruz, we had a question come in. The question is, is there anything one can do for a bruised pelvic bone? She fell backward and bruised it. Ouch. Yeah. I, those are incredibly painful. Unfortunately, there's not 
a lot you can do to like speed up the healing. A, a bruised bone is going to take time. Um, what you want to do is basically mitigate the amount of pain you have with it. So, you know, finding um, soft things to sit on. Sometimes those donut cushions can help, especially if it's like the tailbone that got bruised. Those are very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's more the bones you sit on, those ischiotuberosities, again, finding some cushioning thing to sit on. Don't sit on anything hard. This is not the time where you'd want to sit on bleachers at a baseball game for hours on right. end. That would be very painful. Um, you know, local over-the-counter pain medications, Tylenol, ibuprofen, naproxen, those are all good options. If that isn't working, I would, you know, talk to your primary care physician. You know, sometimes we do need x-rays. You know, did you actually chip something? Right. Do you need something stronger for the pain? Um, But usually if it's just bruised, it's going to be a matter of time. Bruised ribs also, you know, they can hurt as much as broken ribs. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that can happen with jet ski accidents. That happened last summer with my husband. Uh, oh. He, uh, my son was learning to drive the jet ski and turned a little too sharp, and they tumbled into the water, and despite wearing the life jacket, uh, hit the water rather hard. Sure. So bruised bones will just take time. Yeah. So time and just being gentle to yourself. Okay. So if it hurts, try to stop doing it and those over-the-counter remedies. Um, you can try ice and heat you know, to see if that kind of helps make things feel better. Um, really, ice helps bring down swelling. Heat helps relax muscles. So if the muscles are, you know, tensing and pulling on those tight, you know, bones, that may make it feel better. I would say experiment. You're not going to hurt anything by trying one versus the other. So if it helps and makes you feel better, do it. If it doesn't, don't sure. feel obligated to keep icing or keep using heat. Okay. I'm even thinking about sleeping. Maybe you're uncomfortable. Is it okay to sleep in a lazy boy if that's more comfortable oh, for yeah. a few nights? And Lots of people are... sleep in lazy boys. Yeah. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with finding what works for you for, you know, relieving pain. Okay. Yeah. What you mentioned making sure it's not chipped or not mm-hmm. broke or something more. What are some signs to say, oh, you know, this hurts a lot. Maybe I should go in yep. to get this looked at. Well, you know... There honestly isn't, even if it is chipped, there's not much you can do that just kind of gives you an idea of how long to expect it to hurt. So Mm -hmm. bruised, like bruised ribs hurt for about four to six weeks, Mm -hmm. broken ones, six to eight. So it can kind of give you an idea of how long to expect. And if you're hitting that, you know, this has been going on for four to six weeks and I'm not getting any better. Right. Maybe something's broken. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, broken tailbones or uh, broken sacrum, very, very rarely do you need surgery on those. Um, okay. It's more the exception rather than the rule. So, uh, but it is good to know in time, terms of how long this is going to hurt and mm-hmm. when the end is in sight. Right. Do they usually heal well with time? Usually, yes. Yes, yep. okay. Usually they heal really well with time. Yeah, so it's, hopefully it won't mm-hmm. be no. a long-term yep. thing. Anything in the pelvis, though, I would say tailbone, um, pelvic... Um, Uh, like pubic rami fractures, you're going to want to have a stool softener because, again, sitting on a toilet is not going to be comfortable Mm. and straining, um, especially with the um, sacrum. You know, your sacrum does kind of tilt and your colon Mm -hmm. (laughs) goes right along that sacral area. So if you have that, that's going to be more tender. So keep the stools softer. You don't want to have to be putting pressure in the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. um, which I know we've talked about in pelvic rehab episodes. Those yes. pelvic floor muscles are attached to the pelvis. So keeping the stool soft so you're not putting a lot of pressure there to strain when you're having bowel movements would also help. So 
stool softener is very important for anything with bruising in that area. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that question. If anyone else has a question, please do feel free to give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. I think we'll go to our second break and let our listeners have an opportunity to give us a call. Thank you for listening to our Prairie Doc radio program on KBRK and on our podcast. Look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The grass is growing and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you may have. Dr. Cruz, we are celebrating. We're into summer here. This is wonderful. Your family enjoys camping. Yes. Do you have some outings planned? Actually, uh, they're at uh, Lake Ponset as we speak. Oh, did you so, drive in this morning? I, or? Um, actually, I, I had play practice last night. So okay. I drove in last night, went to play practice. I stayed at home. They went out, had s'mores, and yes. came here, and I'll be joining them uh, and taking the kayaks out with oh, me. Oh, and taking so, the kayaks yeah. out. Out at Lake Ponset. At Wonderful. Lake Ponset. It's going to be great. Are you at the state park there? Yep, we're at the yeah, state park there. that's so nice there with yes. along the water. And yes, mm-hmm. excellent. Excellent. So let's talk about camping safety. Yes. What are some of the things you think about, Dr. Cruz, when you're preparing for a camping trip? Yes. So when I'm preparing for a camping trip, I always, I have a very well-stocked first aid kit in our camper. Um, actually, we ended up using it yesterday because oh my daughter scraped her knee on, you know, climbing on some of the rocks there by okay. the, the lake shore. Mm-hmm. So having that, you know, so we cleaned off her knee, we put on some antibiotic ointment, Put on a good Band-Aid, and she's good to go. Okay. Um, But always making sure that you have that equipment with you. Because if you're out camping, it may not be convenient to have to run to town and get what you need. So make sure you take it with you. Be prepared. Right. As my Boy Scout son would say. Yes, yes. Like a simple thing like that. It takes an thing. hour to run to town it and does. get the stuff if you don't mm-hmm. have it. So I'm sure you had it dealt with in five, ten yep. minutes. We, we had yes. it all taken care of. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing was picking out which Band-Aid. Sure, so yes. It always has to be the right one. Yes, so, so. maybe have some colorful options. So have some <laughs> options for Band-Aids and sizes. Waterproof yes. ones are important if you're going to be out at the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, because definitely you don't want uh, those Band-Aids floating away in the lake and doing no good and not protecting the the uh, wound especially sure. uh, the way lake water looks because i have had patients get infected get from swimming pretty, in yeah, lake yeah, water yeah. So yes right be careful there right gotcha um but also you know we always have bug spray we always have sunscreen mm-hmm. with us so mm-hmm. and making sure that you're replacing that because you know 
that that was something my husband's a little guilty of. You know, we got sunscreen from 1997. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, we need to throw this out. They have expiration dates. Yes. So, yes. You know, making sure you have stuff that actually is giving you the protection you think rather than just something you're slathering on. Yes, that is tricky because they all look mm-hmm. the same. Even if I mm-hmm. buy the new bottles, right. they look the same as the old bottles. So I started using a marker to write the year mm-hmm. on it, but then that wipes off too. So a, a I lot need of to times keep it'll be on that. printed on the bottom. Sure. On the bottom of the, the bottles or the cans, they'll be either embossed or printed on the bottom so it a lot of times you will find an expiration date somewhere on the bottle of sunscreen okay um i haven't checked bug sprays but i definitely have thrown out some very expired sunscreen that we had sitting in the boat and, yes. and again if it's sitting out it's getting hot th- that's right. breaking down it's not working as efficient as you want it to mm-hmm. the last thing you want is to get sunburned on the lake because then you can't enjoy the next day right zaps all your energy it does. Uh, yes yes okay so some fresh mm-hmm. sunscreen if you haven't yes. already restock on that yep great what other items you think about with um camping safety um camping safety i always think about uh, campfire safety yes that is a huge thing again stuff you don't want to learn the hard way mm-hmm. uh, i will tell you when i was in first grade with girl scouts i was roasting a hot dog and decided to slide the hot dog off and put my web space between my thumb and index finger on the toasting stick and slid off the hot dog and burned very badly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I didn't know better. I was in first grade. You got to remember that those sticks get very hot. So if you have kids, be careful. Um, Sometimes flinging it, you know, Mm -hmm. I've seen kids running around with their sticks and it's waving back and forth and marshmallows are hot and now you've got molten marshmallow flinging through the air right <laughs> like, right like a projectile right you don't want that so that can get really hot so just you know be careful be mindful again those roasting sticks are pointy you don't want to be running with them poking someone mm-hmm. you know you know poke an eye out yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. don't want that right so being careful with that being careful with your fire ring um you know again those rings get very hot you embers sparking so just being careful with kids. I have seen people at campgrounds, you know, kind of put baby gates around the fire so Ah. kids can't get into it, you know, close enough to put their sticks in, but not enough that they're, especially if you've got younger kids or toddlers, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good way to keep them safe by protecting the fire. Right. Yes. That's a, that's a, I haven't seen that. That's a great idea. Yes. Campers have lots of very clever hacks. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. One of our, when we were camping with Eli when he was young, we had a nice little portable uh, high chair. Mm-hmm. And so that was great to yep. just set that up, put him in there, fill the tray with little snacks or something mm-hmm. to play with when you need to be busy doing, setting up tent exactly. or doing something. So you have a safe spot for them to be while you're busy because exactly. there there's a lot of things that happen when you're setting up camp there's and taking a down camp and preparing meals and all of that exactly and you know definitely safety when you're you know backing in a trailer i mean there's a lot of uh, vehicles moving in and out mm-hmm. at campgrounds you know so teach my kids about you know bicycle safety are they wearing their helmets are you know do they have i always um, dressed my kids in neon. <laughs> yes. So neon yellow, neon orange. So I can see them and I can find them. They're easily visible when they're on their bikes. Their bikes have lights on them. 
Um, They think it looks cool because they've got lights on their wheels. I like it because you can see them. Mm -hmm. You know, other cars can see them. So, again, safety, just know that there's a lot of people around, a lot of kids around. So just being mindful of that. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder for those of us without kids, too, to be thinking about those things when we're at the campground Mm -hmm. as well. So everyone is staying safe out there. Their little bicycle gang running around the circle. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I appreciate you've mentioned the neon colored clothing. Uh, I think it's a great time to remind us about swimsuits too and keeping our kids safe when they're swimming and even Mm -hmm. swimsuit color is important. Swimsuit color makes a huge uh, with swimming and safety because most pools are painted light blue on Mm -hmm. the bottom. So if your kid is in a light blue painted swimsuit, they're going to be less visible at the bottom of the pool. So um, colors that are going to show up better are actually going to be like black Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there are, if you just Google swimsuit um, colors, mm-hmm. and there is a chart that will show all different colors of greens, blues, purples, reds, blacks, with at the surface and at the bottom of the pool, and you will see which ones are most visible. But unfortunately, a lot of swimsuits are in water colors, right. which then just blend in at the bottom of the pool. It's not the safest. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of blues and purple there swimsuits are. out there. I'm like, where's the yellow one? For exactly. Or red or exactly. Yeah, a red's going to show up great. A black's going to show up great against. Although yes. now the new trend is to paint your uh, swimming pool uh, bottomless black. Oh, okay. Apparently, apparently right. it helps warm up the water and it's trendy. Oh, so I so now we may be changing so my to reevaluate our swimsuit yes. colors for our kiddos. All mm-hmm. right. Great reminders. Let's talk about food safety when we're camping and going to picnics yes. and you don't maybe have refrigeration or your normal mm-hmm. stove and oven or mm-hmm. electricity. Yes. What are some of those reminders we should be thinking about? So remember that anything that needs to be in a refrigerator, you're going to want to keep on ice or keep cool. So, you know, the notorious um, potato salad that gets everyone sick at the picnic because it's been sitting out for four hours in the hot sun on the picnic table with flies all over it, you know, that's not safe. So anything that would normally be in the fridge, you wouldn't want to be out more than two hours. And if anything is in doubt, throw it out. You do not want to think you're prepping for a colonoscopy (laughs) because you (laughs) ate potato salad at a picnic. Right. So... We do not want anyone getting sick, you know. Um, meat thermometers, also making sure that you cook your meat. If you're cooking on a campfire, how do you know that you got your steak hot enough? Um, great Father's Day gift. Guys like gadgets. Sure. <laughs> They've got tons of idea. really cool meat thermometers yes. that you can get. So, mm-hmm. I bet there's digital ones. There's digital ones, remote wife. My uh, brother-in-law has a Wi-Fi one that oh he connects goodness. to his phone, oh and it'll goodness. tell him when his smoker's at the right temperature. Sure. So. Yes. You know, making sure that you have that meat up to the appropriate internal temperature to make right. sure it's safe to eat. Any uh, bacteria pathogens have been killed. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Okay. So thinking about getting our our meats and different foods mm-hmm. hot enough and keeping yep. our food cold. That needs to be cold. Right. Uh, your rule of thumb was maybe two hours. Two hours is a very good rule of thumb for anything that's perishable. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, anything that is normally in the refrigerated section. So something dairy-based, uh, mayonnaise you know, egg-based. Um, things with vinegar, you know, actually vinegar is great for pickling things, right? So that's sure. a little bit safer. So those vinegar salads can stay out a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure you wash your fruits, uh, you know, before you peel them. You know, watermelon's great, mm-hmm. you know, but make sure things are, are clean. I mean, obviously you're yeah. not eating the watermelon rind, but, you know. You cut through you know, it, right? Cut you through it. Cut through you it, cut through so it and then you're, dirty. yep. Yes. So make sure you're, mm-hmm. you're, um, 
produce has been washed off and is clean. Washing your hands before you, I mean, that's a mm -hmm. food safety Which is a little trickier camping, depending on what uh, you have available to you. Exactly. So So do you have, you know, water available? If not, hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Right. Quick run over to Mm -hmm. the restroom might be. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you're in a public like the state park campground yep. they have lovely bathrooms they do but it might be but it might across be across the campground yeah it so. might be a half mile away right right yeah yeah those are all really great reminders mm-hmm. well i hope you get out several times this summer i hope so too yeah it's so fun to get out and camp and uh our scout group is gonna do a little river trip mm-hmm. this weekend we're gonna do on the big sioux river so i'm thinking yep. about camping as well and yeah, we won't have refrigerators no. or all those things. So, um, but thankfully, coolers. coolers have come such a long way. Right, and making sure that you have plenty of um, ice, and mm-hmm. sometimes you know, just freezing your water that you're going to drink. So now you've got these water bottles that can serve as ice packs, mm-hmm. and as they melt, now you've got cold drinking water. Right. So great reminder. Just and yeah, having stuff in plastic containers that seal, so you're not getting again water contamination as your ice melts into your food. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio, and we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. This week's Prairie Doc topic is dental health. One of our local dentists, Dr. Brock Tidstrom, wrote this week's Prairie Doc Perspective and reminded us about the importance of baby teeth. I haven't thought about baby teeth for a little while, but those are important. They are important. They are an event when Mm -hmm. they are coming in. Um, Dr. Cruz, you want to just talk to us briefly about the importance of our dental care from... From from babies on up. I mean, your baby teeth do set the stage for your adult teeth. And the oral uh, microbiome, the bacteria that live in your mouth normally, that will definitely affect your um, likelihood of getting cavities. Mm. So certain things can increase that. Certain things can decrease that risk. Some of it's genetic. That's why some people are like, oh, my gosh, all he eats is sugar and he hasn't had any cavities. And I only eat healthy food and drink milk and I've had 20 cavities. Sure. It's probably, you know, genetic and and that oral microbiome that's different mm-hmm. between the two. So you can do everything right and still get a cavity. You can do everything wrong, and by the luck <sighs> of genetics and um, your oral flora, not have any problems. But teeth are very important, and we do know that your oral health is related to the rest of your health because the gums are so um, have such a good blood supply that that bacteria can easily get into your bloodstream and affect other areas, affect the heart. It can affect... Um, 
you know, I have seen people get abscesses in their gums and then it causes infections throughout the entire body and end up in the intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. So taking care of your teeth is important. Plus, you know, especially when we're talking about kids, their oral health, if they have dental pain, it's very hard to pay attention in school if you have pain Mm -hmm. constantly from this chronic tooth pain. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have found that dental health is related to school performance. So the kids that have great teeth, they're able to pay attention and focus. If you have tooth pain, it's hard. Right, right. Good reminders. Well, that is a great show. If you missed it, you can tune in this Thursday. So before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, June 15th, Prairie Doc host Dr. Deborah Johnston is joined by Dr. Alicia Hansen from Southwestern Dental and Dr. Brock Tidstrom from Prairie Sky Dentistry in Brookings, South Dakota. They talk with us about the importance of dental health and take viewer questions. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people.